Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Lorraine, welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I'm great, Ryan. Thank you so much for being here. For Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. <laughs> you have your own podcast, so you're probably so used to saying that. You know, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> talk um, about habits. Yeah, you're on the right show to talk about that. So why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do for a living? No, I, know, I know you sold a business, but you're still, you still have entrepreneurial activities that you do every day. And then uh, give us a win that's happening in your life right now, something positive. So my name is Lorraine Ball. I'm the host of More Than a Few Words, which is a marketing conversation for business owners. And I also have an online training community called The Digital Toolbox. Wins in my life right now. Well, I am celebrating. I'm in my 13th year of podcasting. And I really consider that a win just because of the consistency and the fact that I still love it and still have great conversations all the time. That's amazing. I mean, I've been doing it for two years and the 13, that's like, whew, that is uh, <laughs> impressive consistency. It's fun and it's changed a lot and podcasting in general has changed a lot, but I think the ability to have the conversations and recognize that each one is different and each one is fun has just really kind of made it a joy to keep going. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's, uh, it doesn't feel like work to me, honestly. And so uh sounds like it's the same with you for, you know, for if you've had it going for 13 years. So let's start by talking about your morning routine, Lorraine. How, how do you start your days? Well, it's so funny because it's become such a routine that my cat knows it. And if I vary, he yells at me. I get up every morning and I have some workout equipment. And the goal is to do six different exercises, three repetitions of 10 each. So I might do 30 sit-ups and then 30 squats or using weights, different things. But I got to do six different activities and I have to walk a thousand steps before I can kind of sit down, whether it's for breakfast or at my desk. I can't sit down until I do those things. And it's so funny because my cat will literally sort of meow at me in walking in circles to kind of walk me into the room where I have to do that. And then he sits and watches me and then he knows when I'm done and he stops meowing. <laughs> That's an accountability partner. Uh, <laughs> I, That's amazing. Yes, I have a fuzzy accountability partner, but I, <laughs> I really like that. I, I do other exercise at, throughout the day and I, I have other goals, but I found that if I start with that, it really just sets a tone for my day. Yeah. I mean, exercise, you can never go wrong with that. I do the same thing. I, part of my morning routine is I exercise. So I 100% agree. What other habits do you have? Like if we, if we, look, at, if we look at your day from when you start work and then to when you go to bed, do you have any habits that you, like any pillar habits that you rely on? I have always had task lists and I, I've referred to them. I'm currently trying a software task list, which is a little different for me because I, I'm kind of old school and I like to write things down and I like to erase them and cross them off my list. But that's become a nice habit where I get up in the morning, where I sit down at my desk and I'll look at, okay, what do I have on the task list for today? And really try to focus my day around that. I've gotten out of the habit of journaling and I keep thinking I need to get back into it, but full confession, I'm just not there at the moment. Other right. habits, you know, just, I think distractions. I think, you know, we've had some 
personal challenges the last few months, family, you know, family issues. And I just have not felt like writing about it. And I mean, at least recognizing that. And I have journaled on and off over the years in, you know, I'll go for a year or two or I'll go for six months and then something will interrupt. And I know I'm in that interrupt phase and I'm okay with it. I kind of am like embracing it saying, okay, but it is something I know I will get back to when I'm ready for it. Yeah. I mean, there's seasons of, there's seasons for, to everything in life. So Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, it's something that will eventually come back for you. It sounds like once you're more into it, you know, and I think that's totally fine. I think, I think, I think you make, I think you bring up a good point too, is like being okay with not being perfect and not beating Mm -hmm. yourself up for over it. I always talk about how I try to get my stuff done, like personal development, 80% of the way done. My morning routine is a pillar habit. So I try to get that done almost every day. But the rest of the stuff, like nutrition and exercise, I try to get it right 80% of the time because life is life. And, you know, what's the point of beating yourself up for up over it? So I'm glad you mentioned that. Life is also, if it's not fun, you're doing something wrong. I mean, and not that every moment of your life has to be fun, but if you're literally walking through your days and you're checking off all the things that you know you're supposed to be doing and you're not enjoying any of them, you need to step back and regroup. You need to look yes. at it and go, okay. Where can I where can I shake this up so at least some of this I will like? Yes, a hundred percent agree. Like at Valentine, we have a book club, my agency. We're reading Who Moved My Cheese, and uh, it's a classic. I mean, it's been around <laughs> I think since the eighties, but I, I haven't read it in a while. We're reading it now, and it, it's so good. And he talks about the book talks about how like yeah, you know, when things are changing, don't like hem and haw about it. Just like okay, things have changed, take action and find the next thing, and just keep pushing forward. You know, and so. Such a great book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And and the, the, the underlying philosophy, this idea that things are going to change and you can try to be the immovable object in the middle of a storm, but you're going to get worn down or you can kind of flow with it a little bit and go, okay, I know it's changing. Where do I, you know, where do I want to go and see if the changes can take you there? Yep, Exactly. So what other habits? I, I kind of took us off course. So you, you mentioned that you use a journal that you then you don't you don't right now. That you were going to say something else. What other habits do you have? Photography. I am I am what you would call a happy amateur. I love mm. I love taking pictures, and I try to take a picture every day. Again, it's one of those things that when I'm traveling and I'm somewhere interesting, that's way easier. But getting out in your life and trying to not look at the whole world all day long through the lens of your camera, but to look for something beautiful or something interesting every single day is so much fun. I have a a personal blog. It's, it's just LorraineBall.com. And I have, over the years, been more active and less active in putting some of my favorite photos there. I'm happy if I take a picture every day and if I get around to getting a post up, great. And if I don't, that's okay too. But it's the act of taking the picture that really is what's fun for me. Yeah. Sounds like a real creative expression. I'm not a photographer, but I, I, I would imagine, you know, the thing is that, you know, a dozen people can look at the same thing and they'll all snap a photo and there'll be one person who just tilts their camera a little bit differently or shoots it from a different angle because that's the way they saw it. And um, I enjoy looking for those moments. 
So let's talk about business, Lorraine. I know mm-hmm. you, you, so you, um, you told me that you sold mm-hmm. an, your agency. Why did you sell it? And then what did you learn through the process of selling it, either about the actual process or what did you learn about yourself doing, you know, selling the agency? So I started the company in 2002. So I, I had run the company for 19 years before I sold it. So I'd learned a lot along the way about running businesses, what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy. And I actually started the journey to look for someone to buy the company several years earlier. And so it was a really long process to figure out what the company would be worth to other people. Emotionally, I knew what it was worth to me, but also to get a sense of who I wanted to sell the business to, because I had a really good offer about five years earlier, but it was to someone who I thought I didn't like, and I didn't think my customers would like, and I didn't think my employees would like. And so I was like, "Mm, yeah, not going to go there. And I learned, I think through the process, I learned that you can never ask enough questions. And I'm still not sure I asked all the right questions. I'm happy with the way the transition went. And I had an opportunity to go into this conversation with, okay, I'm willing to sell this, but not this. Because the podcast and the online training had all been part of the business as one entity when I was running it. But as I looked to sell I realized that those were pieces that would not have value without me and that I really didn't want to give those up. And so kind of getting to that moment where I realized what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do and breaking those pieces off and selling the entity without them was, there was a little learning that went on in the process and kind of knowing myself where I wanted to be when I came out the other side of it. I think the other thing is letting go. Like every now and then I'll see something that the the folks who now own the company did and I'm sort of shake my head in disapproval and well, I wouldn't have done it that way. And then there's that moment there I'm like, well, but if you wanted to do it, you'd still be doing it. And then I'm like, mm, yeah, that's true. And I go off and take a couple of pictures, go for a walk and have lunch with a friend and I'm fine. Do you have any regret if you sold it or was it, oh, wait, you knew you wanted to do it. And so once it was done, it was more relief. There's always buyer's remorse. Do I have regrets? There are things that I'm sad about because they don't do them the way that I did it. A number of my employees have gone on to do other things. But in the big picture, this was the right thing for me at that moment. And it was the right thing for the business. So. I'm good with it. As you're always going to look back and go, well, what if? The what if, you know, there's lots of what ifs, but the the bottom line is I'm happy with where my life is now and it would not be where it is if I hadn't made the decision to sell. Yeah, the what if game is very tough. That's very Mm -hmm. tough. Like, There's so many other variables and factors and um, Mm -hmm. a crystal ball. So if you had kept it, you know, who knows what would have happened. And so if someone's listening to this, that's, that's going through the same process, or maybe they're, they haven't sold their business yet, but they're, they're thinking about it, or maybe they're in the middle of it. What advice based on your experience would you give them? So you actually said something there that is absolutely critical and that's process. You absolutely need to create systems. If you want your business to have a value, 
You have to have systems in place that allow the business to run without you, that create replicable code so that if somebody else comes in to take over the business, they can pick up where you've left off without missing a beat. And the more of those systems you have, the more valuable the business. The more contracts and long-term relationships, the more valuable the business. We had a number of clients, instead of just coming to us, you know, piecemeal, where they were on a retainer, there was a year contract, those relationships had gone back seven, eight, nine years, so there was a history. We had a history of people whose websites we had done, they came back. Your customer list and your processes are two of your most valuable assets. I know I'm staying on this topic for a while, but we we sometimes go heavy on entrepreneurship on this podcast. And I'm just really interested in this. When you sold the business, was it like how much of a factor were you in it? Like were customers there with working with you or clients working with you because it was you? And when when you sold the business, they were afraid that you know clients were gonna leave? Or did you start to remove yourself from the business a little bit? So that it wasn't the, the Lorraine show and they wouldn't leave. The clients wouldn't leave. So the um, by the time I got ready to sell, I had probably one or two clients total who saw me as their point of entry or not their point of entry, right. but their point of contact in the business. My content managers were content manager slash account manager. They had the primary relationship with the client. They were the ones talking to the clients multiple times a month. I would drop in on a meeting. I would check in with the customers so that they knew I was still there. But their relationship was with the content managers, and that was deliberate. The same thing with the web designs. I was involved on the front end. I would make the sale. I would do the handoff to the production team and then drop in periodically, you know, review stuff behind the scenes, um, provide creative direction, strategy, that type of thing, but very deliberately very little customer engagement so that when I wasn't there, there were clients that really wouldn't have noticed. I mean, we did tell them, but really and truly they were like, well, is Sam staying? Is Stacy going to be there? Is Simon going to be at? Yes, yes, yes. So that really wasn't the issue. That's really great advice. Anyone, anyone listening, think about selling their business, You know, having a, a system and process for how you do things, uh, very documented. And there's actually tools that you can use to, to do that, that that captures all of that. Or it could be a simple Google Drive and video mm-hmm. screen shares, whatnot. And then just so, slowly removing yourself from the business, at least from being the front person, where if you sell the business, it's not like all relying on you. I think that's really good advice. Thanks, Lorraine. Pleasure. So I've got one last question for you. We're going to swing back to, I guess you would consider this personal development. Personal development is the whole topic of meaning of life. It's a very personal question. It's uh, The meaning of life is different for everyone. So what does it mean for you? I firmly believe that we need to leave the world a better place than it was before we got here. And that may be, for me, I, I, I'm a lifelong teacher. So teaching, training, helping, cultivating talent in other people. You know, over the 19 years that I ran the agency, I don't don't even know how many interns and, and new college grads came through our doors, but I can tell you that 
as they move through their careers, it's a lot of fun to watch and to see the impact that they they have in the world. And, you know, as I've helped different small businesses get started and and to see those companies grow and succeed and and to sort of be the center of a ripple is really what I think all of us need to try to do. So that's kind of where I like to define why I'm here. I love that you use the word ripple. I love to think about the ripple effect. So you piqued my interest when you said that. Well, thanks, Lauren. This was great. If someone wants to reach out to you, where should we send them? So you can certainly always find me on LinkedIn, um, Lorraine Ball, and reach out or connect there or look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts and digitaltoolbox.club. Perfect. Thanks, thanks, Lorraine. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.